Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk to, about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Michael. I am a chaser. I had done this dozens of times before. I don't know why I fucked it up. Uh, but today, I am a Sunday afternoon 30 Rock binge watch after a very, very long work week, and it feels so good. But How are you guys? It's Monday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it fe- it, that's what it feels like today. That's what I feel okay. like today. Oh. Um, my name is Don. I'm a big chubby guy living in Hollywood, and I am my Saturday afternoon bad horror movie watching spree. Mm, I like that. Mm, my name is Dan Oliverio. I'm an author, public speaker, chubby chaser, and I am my late night blacklist binge watch fan. <laughs> oh. I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub, and I am the uh, the feeling when you wake up and you're like, oh, it's Sunday, but actually it's Monday. And then if you see that it's Monday, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, no. Just pretend that it's me today. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hello. Uh, Welcome. Yes. It's, it's, it's us again. <laughs> As the world burns. <laughs> uh, someday we shall be back in the room together. Oh, I'd like that. For those I, of you oh listening God, to the far ha- future, we are on week... 56 billion of the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, the, to the sentient cockroaches listening, <laughs> trying to understand what a podcast was. On behalf it's of this. all of us here at the Big Fat Gay Podcast, we salute our new cockroach overlords. Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is why okay, the good Maya- job, everybody. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> this, is why the, this is why the Maya measured time in cycles rather than, you know. Just long dates. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I think the fan belt's broken on this particular cycle. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's uh, squeaking and scratching. Well, I mean, since we're talking uh, about the world burning and being terrible, um, <laughs> why don't we go into uh, the mailbag? So play us in with the mailbag music. I think Yay. we used once. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's playing right now. Okay. And go. So since, I don't know, we have we haven't really done a mailbag yet this uh, season. And mailbags made me think of how important it is to save the United States Postal Service. So to the people in the future listening, this was the point in history where you either remember as the point that everything went to shit or everything almost went to shit, but we saved it. Or, or you're listening like, what's yeah. the Postal Service? <laughs> <laughs> what's mail? <laughs> I don't um, know. I think we all owe Kevin Costner a big apology because that whole <laughs> The Postman movie is just mm, okay. a little on point now. Um, the the Postal <laughs> Service is... Uh, the president is trying to dismantle the Postal Service, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is just a bizarre sentence to have to say. Um, thankfully... 2020. Um, yeah, 2020. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but so the House may be reconvening early from their vacation to uh, mm-hmm. discuss this issue of mailboxes being taken away mail sorting machines being thrown out uh remaining mailboxes being sealed shut um actually (laughs) one of our listeners shared a video of a a mailbox that had been turned around from its previous position so that you had to like go around it into the dirt and then it's sealed shut (laughs) once you kind of trudge across that way yeah the anyway, current postmaster actually stands to make hundreds of millions of dollars if the postmaster if the post office fails because of investments in competing companies, which is why he was appointed. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. But you may yeah. be asking yourself, oh, God, why? 
what <laughs> what can I do? Um, so there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of petitions going around. I know um, mm-hmm. I sent a text to let me find it. Uh, it's 50409. Uh, it's the resist bot. Yes. Uh, if you text USPS to 50409, um, it will ask you a few simple questions and send an automatically filled out letter to your specific representatives. Um, basically, it's it's sort of an individualized letter that's sent by form. Uh, it's really easy to do. I actually just did it last night. Um, and it'll go straight to representative, basically letting them know, like, hey, this is why the USPS is important. This is why you should fucking save it, please. Um, I've done it several times because I keep forgetting that I did it. Yeah. And we're just going <laughs> to run on the assumption that you all out there understand why the post office is important, even though we make fun of it. But yes. uh, especially during the pandemic, uh, that is how many of us will probably be voting. And yes. apparently they're just setting up more and more hurdles for people to vote. So, However... If it turns out for whatever reason that you can't uh, use the uh, vote by mail ba- or you can't mail the vote by mail ballot, uh, my little sister actually just posted this. Yeah. And she said she vetted it and I trust her because she's on this stuff. Um, you can request your mail in ballot as normal. Don't mail it in, though. Fill it out um, and you can look up your supervisor of elections in your area to see where you can drop off your mail in ballot. Uh, so you it's. And she said it's usually not the polling place. So you do have to kind of look up where you can drop it. But off. you can actually drop it off at the polling place. That will be perfectly fine. And the problem right. the problem that's been growing with this post is it it, it makes people think, oh, so that so it's not secure. So I can't mail it in. So and it the the other side of this is that it, it weakens uh, confidence in the electoral process uh, because you you absolutely can mail it and you absolutely can drop it off at a polling place. That will not be a problem. Um, but, you know, if you want to take extra steps, that's fine. Yeah, but do be sure well, to check in the, advance the rules for your state because they will vary a little bit. Yes, that's true. Sure. And I guess the idea is that like if for whatever reason the USPS isn't able to handle the overload of or not overload, yeah. but handle the load of, of ballots that get mailed in, like you want to make sure that your ballot gets in somehow. As yep. a side note, Trump actually attacked drop off ballots today. So uh, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe his next thing that he pursues. he's just sort of against voting generally. So, yeah, <laughs> um, well, because he knows he's going to fucking lose. Well, if the more people vote, the, the more he's going to lose. That's how that works. That's why we right. invented the Electoral College. <laughs> um, something else you can do to support the post office is go to uh, USPS.gov. No, that's not it. What is it? Dot com? Yes. Dot com. OK. USPS.com. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And go to their store and buy some stamps. Uh, send a letter that will hopefully get delivered. Uh, yeah. They also have uh, other merch, like um, you can get a costume for your dog or child, so they can <laughs> be a mail carrier. Uh, they have it's little the same costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have some uh, some tote bags. They have a stamp dispenser that's pretty cool. They have T-shirts and stuff that don't come in uh, fat sizes, so you know. Mm, who cares? Uh, yeah, <laughs> they make great oven mitts. <laughs> Just saying. Just um, please note: do not use a T-shirt yeah. as an oven mitt. This is not this is not advocated <laughs> oh, by the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Do not hurt yourself at home. Do not bake your bacon in the oven with an oven is mitt made out of a T-shirt. John, Thank is this you. the kitchen accident that you were referring to? <laughs> My bread machine exploded. No. 
Yeah, my roommate's fixing it right now. <laughs> you know, we we just looked into getting a bread machine. Should we be afraid? I, I had to pre-order no, just, one. <laughs> the fan belt came off, and I think the body... I have a really old bread machine. I was going to say fan belt. Do, do you need coal for this? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you judge me. Dumb. None of us can deal with your fancy schmancy electricity. <laughs> Steam worked for my grandparents. It's good enough for me. Yeah, because that electricity, it'll drip on your carpet. <laughs> Don dropped off some delicious granola bread for us. Oh, my God. Uh, it was good. Yes. Oh, you liked oh, it? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. Now I'm imagining Don nice. like pulling a rip cord like. Oh my God, how satisfying would that be? <laughs> so Trevor, I oh. see under our mailbag segment, there's something called Mr. Dinkles. Oh God, yes. What's up with that? So as much as I am rallying the cry to save the uh, United States mm. Postal Service, I am having some major issues getting a package oh, right. um, that mm. they attempted to deliver, but I guess I, I don't think they really rang our doorbell. So I got one of those things to like reschedule delivery. So I rescheduled it, but then they never delivered it. And I tried to modify the existing re-delivery thing. And they said, okay, make a new one. So I tried to make a new one and they said, oh, there's one existing. You have to modify it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and, the, and I have until Saturday to try to get this sorted out. Otherwise, Otherwise it gets mailed back to Russia. Yes. And what I purchased from Russia Whoa. was a custom Mail made mail order uh, broom. Uh, mail order stuffed animal of the character Mr. Dinkles from the Trolls movie, who is the uh, okay. the the pet caterpillar of James Corden's character. It's always um, entertaining to me, like which things don't have merch. Yeah, like I I went to Avenue Q. I loved Avenue Q. Had a great time, <laughs> and then I really really wanted some of those uh, the bad news bad bad idea bears. <laughs> I wanted them. I wanted them like I have never wanted a stuffed anything in my life. Can't find them anywhere. Well, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theory that I'm working up is why you cannot buy a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt in anything but a woman's or a child's size. Like if anybody should have a Winnie what? the Pooh, if anybody should have a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt, it's my damn husband. I mean, come on. Have you seen him? The funny yeah. part is I discovered and, that <laughs> Disney fans call themselves Pooh sized. Yeah. Well, and, yet, and yet, and yet there is no Winnie the Pooh t-shirt that yeah. is available for men at many men let's face it though if you had the winnie the pooh t-shirt trevor you would just walk around with it on and nothing else just like poo all day long with yes you. i mean that's what i'm doing right <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> he's got this um, little red t-shirt that doesn't quite cover his belly and it's adorable uh, wait a second show of hands <laughs> who here is wearing pants oh wow hey dan and i once again <laughs> it's just the chasers okay <laughs> uh, the store that i purchased uh, my Mr. Dinkles from is um, Angelina Lilly, one word. She's in, let's see if I can pronounce this. Oh boy. Zytometer Ukraine. Are you casting a spell? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I love Eastern Europe. It's like they never invented the vowel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where sometimes somehow, why is always why, <laughs> or like or like the the uh, the Hawaiian island stole all the vowels and, and they I have, have actually presented that theory before and I they have like, a dearth of consonants you know I think Poland actually has no vowels because Hawaii invaded them at some point and took yeah. them all. it took them all <laughs> so Trevor did you find the info what what did you figure out how it's pronounced no 
<laughs> Moving on. That would be that would be my job. Moving well, right along. Welcome to our marriage. That's my job. Trevor yeah. no, no, no. has zero interest in that. So, do we want to start with uh, the the bad? Do we want to start with the bad news or the good news as far as the pop culture goes? Uh, I guess the bad news is yeah. all right. Well, we'll we, start. We'll we start got off. ever in real high with me not knowing how to pronounce this. And now we're going to knock them down before we lift them back up. <laughs> That's how our show works. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, um, Ash, Christ- Ash Christian, who is an Emmy-winning producer and actor and director and writer, uh, died recently at the age of 35. Um, and Trevor, Trevor slash Dan, you said you knew people who knew him. Is that right? Trevor does. Yes. Well, I, I guess uh, we both do. I guess we yeah. both do. Uh, I know a, a bunch of different people kind of in different... I mean, they're all in the fat world because that's my world. Um, but in different, I don't know, quadrants. And he's gay too, right? Yes. He's gay and um, he's fat. Yeah. My friend's boyfriend actually met him because uh, 10 years ago on MySpace, he sent him a message being like, you're cute. And then they struck Aww. up a little friendship. MySpace. Yeah, remember that. Oh, uh, that's a throwback. No, but he's um, he's kind of one of those like, imp- uh, not impressive. He's one of those inspiring stories because he he moved out to L.A. when he was 16 years old, uh, made his first feature film when he was 19 and has just been sort of in the independent film world ever since then, um, bringing up new talent, winning. He's won a daytime Emmy and he just was kind of an inspiration to people like me, for instance, who you know are trying to do the same thing. Um, and it's it's very sad to see him go. He produced the Hurricane Bianca movies with Vanessa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My God, Bianca Del Rio. Thank you. So our sympathies to his friends and family during this time and uh, stay strong. Mm -hmm. So let's (laughs) now let's we've bottomed out. Let's go right back back up up again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a roller coaster every episode. Uh, So we have a nice sort of fantasy casting for you. So Don and I actually were kind of talking about the tweet that inspired this last week when the news came out that they were eyeing Shia LaBeouf for uh, the new X-Men movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. um, to which Nicole Byer uh, replied, yo, let me be Fat Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. And then she replied to her own tweet and said, and after I'm cast, we can drop fat and just call me Storm. Yeah, yeah that's, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's, that's really important. <laughs> and then somebody included some concept art of Fat Storm and it yes. looks fucking awesome. It does. It's uh, and the captain is when you command the elements, but also got lots of booty. She's very yeah, sexy. I, I can't think of a like X Men has been around since the 1960s. I can think of th- two fat characters that they've ever had, and both of them had superpowers either about their stomach or about being fat. And I would love to see a but little bit more diversity there. Yes. I should say that there are a number of artists and websites devoted to, uh, I think, I think the artists are mostly male chubby chasers and the subjects are all female superheroes who are fat. So there's a fat wonder mm-hmm. woman, there's a fat storm, there's a fat, mm-hmm. and there are uh, fat th- Disney princesses out there too. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, this, the, uh, the straight chubby chasers are just putting all that stuff out there. And this Twitter thread has a fair amount of that art in it. So if you want a really quick access point to see some of those, there a lot of people have been commenting with those art pieces, and they're quite, quite. Well we'll done. have a link to that on our website. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a new book out by Julie Murphy that is a uh, YA novel about the character Faith uh, from the comics. She wrote Dumplin', right? Yes. This is the but, superhero. Yes, Faith. Okay, good. The, the Faith, the superhero that we've mentioned before. I mentioned that Julie Murphy wrote a YA novel before, but now it's out. 
And there's an audiobook narrated by Joy Nash, who was the star of um, Dietland. Oh, oh, okay. So it's, you know, it's, cool. it's like a, a perfect little Oreo or some kind of <laughs> some kind of sandwich <laughs> item yeah. of lovely fat stuff. I got to watch Joy Nash in, um, oh God, what was it called? It was the new series that came out with this year with a little girl who's a super intelligent AI and can control the world and all that stuff. But Joy Nash gets to play a hacker in it for like two episodes hmm. and like her hmm. her body is not a factor in her casting it was just given to her because she was good for the role great um, awesome. which is something i'm not used to seeing i know because <laughs> you keep waiting for the fat joke right it's it's yeah. amazing and, yeah. and do we have some lizzo information this week oh i can't imagine oh, we don't we always do. got some lizzo start the music <laughs> dan was actually concerned last week because the music didn't start right away so well that's because <laughs> we didn't get to it right away yeah <laughs> i could have extended the drum roll i suppose but that would have gotten very tense <laughs> <laughs> and it's lizzo watch 2020 the lizzo truth hurts lawsuit has finally come to an end um, there was a lawsuit over the song ownership or the song authorship that was dismissed by a federal judge. Um, I don't know if we talked about this in a previous Lizzo I don't watch. think so. No. I don't remember it. hearing about this. Yeah. Um, but so there were two songwriters that claimed they co-wrote uh, Truth Hurts. And basically, so how the lawsuit progressed to my understanding was they came out and were accusing Lizzo of not crediting them. She sued them for, I think, defamation. That's what's unclear is I'm not sure what she sued them for, but she, yeah. they had an accusation that they were running around Hollywood and she sued them. They countersued and it was their countersuit that was dismissed. Yes. Hmm. And so is is now is it now all resolved or is there? Still I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, a neutral Judges. win for Lizzo. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay for things not being worse for her. <laughs> um, but Except it's not that the now. There, now there was the Lizzo got <laughs> now in our more trouble. Um, <laughs> We're just on a roller coaster ride. So I saw this trending during the week, and I, I later looked because it was on Twitter. So it's going into any hashtag on Twitter is just like a lot. And this mm. hashtag was hashtag Lizzo is over party, which I mean, there was I, I went in and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I'm bailing. Uh, but I found an article kind of breaking it down. Um, so people were trying to cancel Lizzo because there was a clip of her and Harry Styles um, from a performance. That, I mean, they're performing together and she's kind of grabbing at him a little and he's it, it's it, it's like she mimes touching his butt. Yeah, but she doesn't touch like, his butt. And, um, they, and, the, and the upset is that, oh, my gosh, Lizzo is sexualizing this male performer and that's unacceptable. Oh, yes. And yeah. saying it's predatory. Uh, and there's also a video of um, Lizzo eating a popsicle um, while listening to Harry Styles and people are saying, oh, you know, she's sexualizing him and this isn't consensual and blah, blah, blah. And like Lizzo and Harry Styles are friends. Yeah. And it's so clearly a bit like if you watch the clip, he has this over the top reaction and then he immediately turns around and kind of does the same kind of joking, miming, like touchy feely behavior right back. And then they go, they continue straight into the performance and they're both smiling and singing. Like it's clearly a bit that they rehearsed and there's nothing more to it. Like mm. this is just, yeah, it's silly that there's anything. I think it's the, it's the musical equivalent of all lives matter. It's, it's trying to divert attention from the real issue. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, nothing happened from it. It, 
it kind of quickly just turned into blah 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 yeah like people trying to make it happen and then one of those things where the hashtag is trending because people are like why is this a thing (laughs) right right and sort of gets co-opted well we have been through a lot of unpleasant news recently (laughs) yes so we have decided we're going to go with something a little bit more fun this week yay uh so in the past we've discussed how uh fat characters are portrayed in disney movies and other children's entertainment and i mean Mm -hmm. it's an interesting subject there's a lot to go into but today we're not going to talk about that specifically today what we're going to do is pitch fat friendly characters for disney movies yes where did this all start trevor um, so this was inspired by uh, Rosie Blair's TikTok video that has been kind of going around uh, the internet the past week, uh, where she pitches her idea for a fairy godmother origin story with a uh, body positive spin. Which I thought sounded really good, by yeah. the way. Oh, when you listen to I her would... deliver it? I'd, t- I'd watch that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good pitch. So you want a body positive Disney princess. Well... Here's how I think it could happen. A fairy godmother prequel. Before she was the fairy godmother we all know and love, she was an apprentice dressmaker, and her greatest wish in life was to make others feel beautiful. Kevin O'Connor, the original animator for the fairy godmother, based the character on his own wife, Mary Alice. So what would our fairy godmother be named? Mary Alice, of course. Mary Alice loves making extravagant and whimsical dresses, a bunch of bippity-boppity-boo, according to her boss. But her designs soon garner the attention of a certain spoiled rich girl in town, a young Lady Tremaine. Knowing this could make all of her dreams come true, Mary Alice takes on the project with a crazy deadline. She might have to go on a journey to get a very rare and magical fabric. Everyone in town doubts her, and they've already been making fun of her since she was a child because of how she looked. Through some Disney magic, she learns that she has to give herself love before she can give it away to others. That's my pitch. And Disney, you can take it. Just invite me to the premiere. So she uh, pitched this, but it was a recent pitch, but I think she then later said, oh, actually, Disney is doing a, um, I'm not clear if it's a series or a movie for Disney Plus, but a a fairy godmother thing. According to Uh, InsideTheMagic.net, it is a movie. Uh, Jillian Bell, uh, who is... um, she was in Britney Runs a Marathon, 22 Jump Street, Rough Night, Fist oh, Fight, mm-hmm. Goosebumps. They they have a, a fat actress as the fairy godmother, which is... Oh, like, that's what I was going to ask. Is, she, is the actress fat? Yeah. Oh, good. Um, kind of. Hmm. I mean... Hollywood fat? Yes. Like She's Hollywood fat. Yeah, it's I something. Mean, it's something. In response to that, we thought that uh, who better than the Big Fat Gay podcast to make a richer world with more fat, diverse <laughs> characters? Um... <laughs> So each of us have come up with a little pitch for a movie, and uh, here we go. Who would like to start? <laughs> I, I I don't know if I should start just because I had so much trouble with this. <laughs> oh, then I think you are you yes. are our brave leader in this one, Dan. It was very um, fun watching oh, Dan, Dan. Come up with stuff. <laughs> okay, so I had a lot of trouble with this because, you know, as a chubby chaser, the first thing you start thinking about is, oh, I would love to see a fat character, and then you start thinking about. You know, what if what if Flynn from the Rapunzel movie was fat and what if Aladdin was fat? And then you realize, no, because those characters are designed like people would just have a a, a fit if you had a mixed size couple. Like if you made Aladdin fat and the reason I keep picking Aladdin is because well, he's shirtless for most of the movie. And, you know, it's, so if you had, a you know, a, a, a you know, shirtless fat guy for most of the movie, that would be great. You know, 
That's my, mm-hmm. that's see, that's my brilliant idea. And then, you know, he'd have his shirt off and then he'd, he'd be fat. <laughs> and then in this scene, in this scene, he, 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 he has his shirt off and this <laughs> other scene, he is like really hot. And in this other scene, and that's my idea. That's the problem. <laughs> and so I realized, and I just want to add to that just to support your point. And this is just a side note about the live action Aladdin movie. Somebody told me based on the cartoon on the animated Aladdin, he said his problem with the live action Aladdin movie was that the guy that they cast, and this is not my words, this is somebody else's words. He said the guy that they cast was not fuckable enough. Oh, yeah. As opposed to the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's way fuckable, yeah. Well, the cartoon's very fuckable. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay, but... but so here is a fuckable cartoon. So, I, maybe that's why my mind instantly went there. In my little magic... <laughs> on the magic carpet ride inside my sexualized mind, that's where my mind went. <laughs> and so what, what I was realizing is that the reason I think the fairy godmother pitch works so beautifully is that... The fairy godmother is already fat and the character is not built around her being fat. So there's not like the whole fat joke built into it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So but so it actually works that the character is already fat. And now we're going to do this expanded universe of the fat fairy godmother. Like that's brilliant. And apparently Disney decided Mm -hmm. it was, too. And so I was trying to think of like, are there fat characters already in the Disney universe that, and then I thought about the alligator from the princess and the frog. I'm like, okay, probably not, probably not. (laughs) Wait, hold on. So are you, (laughs) I was intrigued. Are you, are you saying that the alligator is the most fuckable fat character in the Disney movies? I'm, you know, for someone out there, he is. <laughs> I mean, maybe if he was plush um, covered, that would help, but I, I don't know. There uh, are there are definitely furry chasers out there. Not that the alligator is a furry. I think you technically would be scaly. I mean, furry scaly? doesn't is like, that a thing? The the oh, you don't want to go down this the, rabbit hole. The reptilian furries do not. Um, I think the furries want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! Wow! wow. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So is oh. Dan, your idea is... I'm sorry. Uh, uh, fat Aladdin? I was struggling with what is a fat... And maybe you guys have a rescue for me, but I is there a fat character that we want to see an expanded universe of? And uh, like that's a great idea for the fairy godmother. Like Mickey's antagonist. I don't Pete. know the name of the character. Pete. I feel like he's an interesting character that I'd like to, I wouldn't mind seeing I actually, something for. I recently saw a thread on Twitter where it was... Uh, Chasers and Chub for Chub guys talking about the scene in a Goofy movie where Pete is in a pink Speedo mm. being like their mm. awakening. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and there's this. I am looking. This there's up. a very kind of I mean, I only say it's gratuitous because in this context of it's Goofy and the hot tub looking up at Pete. So you get this angle of looking up at this, you know, very large gentleman in a pink Speedo, which is uh, clearly. A look of longing, isn't it? We all know it must be longing. Yes. I am pulling this scene up on YouTube. Huh. Michael's doing research. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. I can see what. All right, Trevor, you have to share this link. Yeah, I'll share it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Fat Man Disney Porn is going up on our website. uh, It's it's uh, it happens. The moment you're looking for is at one minute, 48 seconds. So Dan, what did you settle on? Was there well, a- that's my problem. I I I, I think I failed the exercise, this and is, I am. Uh, that's why I wanted is- to start with me because I can't <laughs> because it's it's just 
Blech. I, you and know so another I'm, one I think would be a really fun one to do though? Hmm. The hippo ballerina from Fantasia. Like, yeah. Okay. Do like the full Miss Piggy treatment on that character. Like blow up the universe. She wants to, this is the thing she wants. She's going after it. Like you're working within your constraints. I think that character would be a very interesting one to follow. It's fame, but with a hippo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, so, great idea with a hippo. Thanks. Thanks. I approve. <laughs> I like hippos. <laughs> uh, Trevor, you got one? Let's work our way around. I certainly do. Um, so this, I have to say, I, I do, I, this idea does come from like my back pocket for like always kind of conceiving, like when, whenever it comes up, I always think about, uh, when people are like, oh, well, like there should be a fat Disney princess. So my idea for the fat Disney princess movie is the princess and the pea. Ooh. And so Michael's going to, well, actually Don, you're going to laugh at this too. So I was trying to come up with a name. I wanted kind of, you know, a, a Disney name, something kind of floral. Mm -hmm. uh, And I came up with Hyacinth. Oh yeah, that's perfect. Yes, <laughs> which was yep. uh, my D and D character <laughs> in the game that Michael DM'd that I played with Don. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Hyacinth kind of talked like this. I haven't done that in a while. Anyway, she she had a very uh, Minnesota accent. Oh yeah, very Minnesota. Oh, very Minnesota. So what um, happens to Hyacinth, the Disney yes. princess? So Hyacinth is orphaned when the kingdom is attacked by giants, but she's taken in by Peter, a Randall Park type. And Brianna, a Kathy and Jimmy type, were the local farmers. Hyacinth is kind and talented with a green thumb, but she tends to give too much of herself away. So she is, and I'm, of course, I am imagining like Lizzo as Hyacinth or, you know, voiced <laughs> by Lizzo. The, the call to action, the call to adventure is um, a storm tears through the kingdom and Hyacinth is trying to get back home and she sees an old woman kind of struggling in the storm. Uh, she offers her a ride in the cart. Unfortunately, the old woman is actually three goblins in a cloak, and they uh, <laughs> they carjack her, and in doing so, steal Peter's prized pumpkin for the upcoming harvest festival. Oh no! <laughs> Gasp! She's stranded and soaked. She's kind of wandering through the forest. Uh, she's rescued mm-hmm. by the palace guards and assumed to be part of the upcoming competition to find a bride for the prince. And the queen is horrified by Hyacinth's appearance. Uh, so she starts trying to rig the competition against her. So in some versions of the princess and the pea, uh, they're instead of a, the pea test, it's a pedal test where they drop pedals on the feet of these women and the, the pea princess breaks her foot when the pedal drops. Oh my God. <laughs> God damn. Um, uh, oh dear. Yes. But so kind of these, damn. uh, I'm just imagining Kathy Bates, but with pedals. Yes. Made of iron. <laughs> but Hyacinth is sweeping the competition. She wins over many of her fellow competitors, as well as the prince. But we see that the queen is looking for uh, the best qualities in these women and stealing them via magic as they're eliminated. <gasps> um, so it comes down to the final competition where it's, you know, three of these women left and they have to spend the night on these stacks of mattresses. And to try to get rid of uh, Hyacinth, the queen puts a magic pea pod under her bed, which magically sprouts and flings Hyacinth to the giant kingdom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. While she's there, Hyacinth <laughs> learns. Wait, are we in act three yet? Wait, yes. what? <laughs> Hyacinth learns that the uh, the war was actually started by the humans 
the, the war between the giants and the humans that we see at the flashback at the start of the movie. And the kingdom is actually made of items stolen from the giants. Um, and hmm. the, uh, the queen of the giants kind of plays like a fairy godmother role and gives uh, Hyacinth a pep talk. The queen then kind of launches uh, an attack on the giants to try to get rid of Hyacinth and to stop the competition so she can remain queen. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I think this has to end with, do you have an ending yet? Or should I say what I'm I don't know. I was thinking, I mean, I thought of different things. Like I, part of me is like, well, like feminism, she shouldn't be a princess, but also I kind of want her to be you, you, a princess. It's like, Disney. I, like you it's want Disney. the princess. You want the princess ending. Well, I, I think it works as long as, as long as when she comes back, she's not, she, her role is not to be the arm candy of the prince no but but somehow she is now head of this kingdom or at least ambassador to the giant kingdom and like she's got a Mm. like she has a role and by the way she's married to the guy maybe Hmm. that's cute i like it i don't know though that or aladdin shirtless yeah (laughs) (laughs) tough call tough call (laughs) so what's the title for that i don't know i mean i would say the princess and the pea because that's what disney used to do I feel like the whole, the whole new thing is like, so there's Tangled, Frozen, uh, Peas, Sprouted, Peas, <laughs> Uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, maybe uh, Restless or Sleepless restless. or something. Restless. I like Restless. That's yes. a good one. That's cute. Nice. There is something in there with Peter and the pumpkin. There's Isn't there a pumpkin eater joke in Peter, there Peter, somewhere? pumpkin eater. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Peter but has to he, get a giant pumpkin to keep his wife. I like it. Michael, what you got? Nice. So I went a slightly different route. Uh, I did a little research before I came up with my own pitch, and I found that there's actually uh, a series of novels by Serena Valentino about Disney villains, one of which is Ursula. And so I thought this is probably the likeliest scenario of a Disney of a fat Disney character getting their own movie. Like this could actually happen because yeah. they've started yeah. doing it with Maleficent. Granted, very very hot Maleficent, but still. Uh, so in this case. Uh, it's a young adult novel called Poor, Un- Poor Unfortunate Soul, A Tale of the Sea Witch. Um, it's the third in this series. And uh, in this novel, Ursula is King Triton's younger sister who was betrayed by him as a child for choosing a tentacled form instead of a mermaid's tail. So you you kind of get that like she looks different and therefore is kind of outcast now, by I'm, society. I'm sorry, is this, is this your pitch or is this something that's existing? This is, this is an existing story that uh, Serena Valentino wrote. Okay. And I thought this would be a fun thing to kind of bring attention to because this could potentially get made into a movie. Definitely. Um, and so it's kind of, it, ultimately it's a tragedy, but I think that's why it kind of fits in that world. So it's less of a fairy tale and more of a Disney movie uh, a la Maleficent where you get to see where she came from and who she is as a person before it gets to kind of her ultimate tragic demise um but i kind of liked it because it plays on the idea that she looks different and therefore it kind of has things uh like she's already losing she's been set up to fail from the start purely based on how she looks and you get to see kind of like why she makes the choices she makes um so i thought that was kind of a cool take on that character and also if you're interested in that story you could go read it like it exists um and it's probably better than anything i would have come up with (laughs) for the character um so yeah, I thought that was cool. It's called Poor Unfortunate Soul, A Tale of Sea Witch. Nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you got, Don? All right. So I went original, no existing story, uh, but mine is called Wanda the Welder. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so it's World War II. Oh, wow. Um, Wanda is the youngest princess in the household of, uh, in the British household. Le- grows up in uh, Buckingham Palace. Her, her older brother, Prince Charming, is absolutely perfect. Her older sisters uh, are everything a princess should be. Beautiful, thin, elegant, uh, charming. Wanda doesn't feel that fits her very well, though. Wanda is shorter. She's rounder. She's got frizzy hair. Uh, And so, like, the family loves her and they're nice to her, but she feels like she doesn't fit in. But it is World War II. And so everyone in her family is chipping in. Prince Charming is going to the war front. The sisters are touring the country, rallying people and bringing the world, bringing them together. Family doesn't really feel she's well suited for any of these things. So they keep her at the palace. She's sheltered and she hates it. She wants to participate. She wants to do something. So she disguises herself as Wanda, a young commoner, and goes out into the world, see what she can do. And she sees a poster of Rosie the Riveter and is inspired to join a tank factory where she joins up and she's so excited to like, she thinks she's going to be with all these people who maybe some of them will look like her and like normal people. And she gets to the factory and she doesn't fit in at all. They're all Rosie the Riveter. They're these big, strapping, amazing athletic women. And she just doesn't feel like she fits there, but she tries. And much to her surprise, everyone there is willing to help her and learn teach her and help her learn. And so she ends up becoming a really great welder on this tank assembly floor. Um, and then she decides, you know what? I can do this better. We can make this even better. And so she makes this assembly line set up that she's convinced will double the amount of tanks they can make every day. Um, But her tutor back home, Abernathy, who has been teaching her all her life, is warning her, you're going too quickly. This you need to test this first. And she's like, no, I, I believe in myself. I know we can make this happen. And so she runs the experiment with everyone in the factory to show how good it's going to be. And it goes horrifically wrong. Her assembly line blows up, destroys the facility's ability to make tank treads oh, no. and knocks them offline for like at least a couple weeks. And to top in plot point, destroys the uh, air defense cannons on top of the factory in the process. Oh, no. So now they're oh, undefended. No. Oh, my gosh. But it's England. So <laughs> she gets fired. <laughs> she gets fired, <laughs> as you might expect, by Sam, the well-meaning and incredibly hunky uh, foreman at the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and defeated, she goes back home. All is lost. And then she hears uh, all the lights go off and the air sirens go off and a bombing run is coming. She knows she needs to put this right. So she runs back through the city, helping people as bombs are falling to try and get to the factory where she knows she has an idea. She can get everything working. So she manages to round up all the women. They get to work and they fix what they can of the assembly line really quickly, which is enough to make the the gun turrets that go on top of the tanks. And all the women get together. They mount them on the top of the factory and they get together and they manage to fight off the bomber squadron as they come in using what they have through their bootstraps and all that crap. So uh, cool. <laughs> I love she it. She becomes the big hero of the day by rallying people and being who she really is and trying her best in the face of all adversity. And she gets Sam because why not? Because why not? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think that's that a great idea. I, that is, that is, you should, you should totally pitch that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it quite competes with a fat shirtless Aladdin, but it's darn good. <laughs> it's darn good. <laughs> Anytime. Look, <laughs> what really can. Anytime Dan brings up uh fat shirtless lead and i picture fat shirtless lead but being like ah 
uh, I'm kind of like opening his tiny little vest a little, like, <laughs> shaking his chest a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so those are our pitches. Which ones would you like to see? That's genius. Right in at <laughs> text shirtless Aladdin to 504 950. I will feel terrible if that wins. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we do have a tip today, yes? Yes. So this actually mm. is a tip um, from a listener who suggested a product that's good for um, skin, uh, kind of like in uh, fold areas or anywhere there's a, where there's a lot of chafing. <laughs> So it's called um, <laughs> Elevated by Taylor's yes. Muffin Mist, um, which it's, so she suggested yeah, I don't get it that for, either. Um, it's, where does well, it go? Where do you mist? So it's designed as a, uh, a feminine spray, but she advises it as kind of all over body use because it's very natural. It's very um, clean. There's, um, so she's recommending it this, this, for use in the folds, like where, yes. where folds chafe and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, between your thighs. Um, under your, I think the reference is muffin boots. top, right? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> let's go it's with a different muffin part top. of the muffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> muffin, muffin bottom. Yeah, I think you need another bite of the muffin, Michael. Or just, yeah. or just. Do you not muff. know what the euphemism of a muffin is, Michael? <laughs> muff, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's quit uh, while we're behind. Uh, it has a lot of. Um, it's it's very natural, which I like. By the way, it. Uh, on Amazon, it's only twelve twenty five a bottle, uh, and there are only four left in stock. Yes. So you know, if you want, buy now, one, <laughs> buy now, go out and get it. Use promo code uh, BBW. Yeah. <laughs> they also have a uh, something called the Woo Woo Wash and Punani paste. <laughs> <laughs> Tell oh, me Lord. that's real. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm imagining someone is going to buy it and like spray it on their muffins and like these taste terrible. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually with the ingredients they use, you know, I, it might at least smell nice. I don't know. It might I work. I feel like a punani <laughs> should probably be a spread, you know? Just yes. Like, I mean, it's like a, a butter. It's uh, <laughs> a body butter. <laughs> it, the, the punani paste is definitely spreadable. All right, folks. All right, so well, today's, well, we're behind. <laughs> today's bit. I wanted to open the door for a short discussion because everyone loves those things on Facebook that says, which Disney princess are you? Answer these questions and find <laughs> out. So mm-hmm. I thought we could have just a quick discussion on which Disney character, and I will, there's a constraint for each of us, are each of our four co-hosts are, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll ask the question and we will discuss. So first, and I've actually randomly assigned what type of character we're going to discuss for each of us. All right. So the question for Dan, of course, is... <laughs> What <laughs> Disney princess would Dan be and why? Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> I feel like everyone else is more qualified to answer this than I am. Um, I think Dan would be Belle. <laughs> For what reason? What do you yeah. think? I don't know. Cause well, because she's really book smart yeah. mm-hmm. um, and she's really logical and she does whatever she needs to do to get the job done. And she gets that big hunky beast okay. in the end. And she gets the beast. <laughs> yeah. That actually right. makes total sense. I was actually thinking Mulan because he's a scrapper. <laughs> you know, he oh, can always bring it in a fight. Hmm. So uh, that's interesting. Socially, I mean, not like he's a fist fighter. I think Trevor nailed it. I think Bell is like spot yeah, on. Bell's a pretty good one. I gotta and go. And Dan, with that don't too. you know a little bit of French too? I do. Maybe. 
Aha. <laughs> and you know, every morning Dan goes into town singing his song, <laughs> la, insulting la, la, everyone. La, 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 la. <laughs> I mean, come on. He, he is totally Bell singing about the library and all, that he's read all the books 10 times. Like, that is... So boring here in West Hollywood where all the books are the same. <laughs> That's awesome. That's absolutely Dan. Absolutely. Okay. Trevor nailed it. So for Michael, what Disney prince would Michael be? Hmm. Um, it may be a little obvious, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with Aladdin. I was going to say because Aladdin he's too. got big dreams and he's got some hustle. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of because you know that's where Michael associates himself so strongly. Oh, <laughs> I can I can show some nipple too. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Does Aladdin have nipples? No, I don't think any characters have any Disney characters have nipples or belly buttons. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, he doesn't have nipples. I don't know if he has belly button or not. But the Little Mermaid, when that one scene with the, the seashells slip, oh. you get a little something. Oh, oh, you get a little yeah. side boob. You do. Hmm. Uh, so let's see. For me, what Disney villain would I be, and why? Ooh. Uh, hmm. Hmm. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh, oh, I know, I know. Um. In, in Pinocchio, isn't there isn't there like a fox who lures Pinocchio into that life of 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 debauchery? Isn't that, <laughs> there is, yes, there is that guy, that guy at the carnival. And, yeah, I'm I'm always happy to lead people into lives of debauchery, so I'm I'm on board with that, I'm and I like debauchery. Thing. I think you're more like Jafar because Jafar is this like schemer. He's always kind of playing behind the scenes and he's manipulating people and like he's so smart, but he's always using other people to do his bidding and like turn them against each other. And I feel like that's super Don. Like he's, he he very much can like play people against each other and like read people. (laughs) And I could totally see him. And then, then he gets power hungry and turns himself into a genie. I told you all that in confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trevor, any thoughts? I'm going to say Jafar. I was trying to think of, because I was trying to find someone like that where it's very like, hmm, punching the microphone. (laughs) Um, I don't know. He's getting into it. A a plotter. Mm -hmm. Nice. Jafar is a schemer. Mm -hmm. I I could see it. I can take the schemer. That, That works for me. And last but not least, by any stretch of the imagination, what animal sidekick would Trevor be? Oh, and why? oh so many options. Um, Do the Ewoks count in the Disney universe now that they own Star Wars? <laughs> I I think, uh, I don't remember his name, but I think the raccoon from Pocahontas. Um, oh, yeah. I could see that. Uh, hold on. What's his name? What's his name? Miko. Uh, because he's, <laughs> he, he's always eating the little biscuits that they have. <laughs> I could see I that. I also think there's a point where he has a fruit in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And he's like the hummingbirds. Like, yeah, I, I, I think Miko for sure. He's really curious and kind of like amazed at everything. I was actually thinking, um, I don't know the character's name either, but the monkey from Aladdin. Oh, uh, Abu. 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 Oh, yeah. He's, kind of, he's usually the smarter one in the pairing but doesn't get the credit for anything they do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, I, and I do vex Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a really good pairing as uh, Michael as Aladdin and Trevor as Abu. And I do um, my eyes. Wait, what are you trying to say? Well, wait, and if I'm Jafar, that means like uh, all three of us get our own movie. I just get the beast. I'm happy. 
<laughs> Dan's reading in the his, his massive library. So let's re- <laughs> let's reset this. What character is Dan in Aladdin? The genie? No, I don't know. <gasps> Dan's a genie. I mean, you I get- do have the. I think the most musical talent out of all of us. And I'm blue. Yeah. I feel like Jasmine is sort of the smartest, like the most book read of the bunch. She's practical. Yeah. But then that yeah. would put me and Dan across from each other. And I feel like that just doesn't play. No, no. I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think I'm the genie. I'm the magical genie helping Aladdin get what he wants. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And so never had a what like characters me. do you think we would be listeners? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> We've got all these social media sites that you can go to and let us know at. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Big We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Our website is www.bigfatgaypod.com. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh... I feel and like Stitcher? I forgot something. And, and Stitcher. And uh, on Facebook, too. Um, leave us five stars. Five stars everywhere. Um, and if you're <laughs> listening in the car, there's a mailman behind you with a letter. <laughs> and he hands it to you. And you just, you're not going to open it, but he's staring at you. And you open with it. a pleading look in his yeah, eyes. So, so you open it. And you're still kind of looking at him. And then you read it. And it says. <laughs> and, and the letter says. <laughs> And Michael Look out. the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>